Welcome to Architecture, where you can get smart fast with in-depth interviews of leading technology vendors. I'm Ari Paparo. I'm here with a team from Intent IQ. We have uh, Dror Ben Yashani, the CTO. I may have screwed your name up a little bit. Dror Ben Yashani. Yeah. And Roy Skedi. Skedi. Almost. Skedi. All right. My Vrit is not so good. Um, so, <laughs> wow, we speak Hebrew, we can have it in Hebrew. Yeah, that would be a first. That would really improve the ratings of the show. <laughs> but Roy, Roy, you're the chairman of Intent IQ, is that right? I am. Okay, great. Um, so Intent IQ is an identity resolution company. So what does that mean? Tell us what the product is in brief. So Intent IQ is, uh, do you want me to go into a little bit about the background to set that second? Sure, Intent sure. IQ? So IntentQ is a subsidiary of the Analyst Group. It was founded in 1998. We have two operating subsidiaries. One is Datonix, one of the leading independent data marketplaces. with data available at all the platform. The other is IntentQ, which we should talk about in a second. In addition to that, we have over 150 granted patents covering cornerstones of targeted advertising. Last but not least, we deeply care about privacy. We're the people that invented the eye choices that you see in every banner on the top right side. Took us a few years to convince the industry, but thanks to Yahoo that stepped in and then the AI that adopted it. We are where we are with that. As to Intented Chew, what's unique about Intented Chew, it's being powered by a real-time dynamic device graph, an identical device graph. When people think typically about device graph, they think either about it's you know, the deterministic one or the probabilistic one. And typically on the probabilistic one, they think it's about the cop, the, co the typical company will take, you know, a true set of 5 million different devices that has the, know the connection between the devices, analyze and extrapolate the world. This is not IntentEQ. IntentEQ and IntentEQ believe that the only thing which is constant is actually change. So we are monitoring the entire digital landscape across devices, across APs, how many different devices this device visits. So basically we are mapping in real time. We're asking ourselves, what's the device? When did you at home? When you're in the office? When are you out and about? And in real time, we're constantly keeping this mapped dynamic life. So we have mapped the vast majority of the broadband household in the US, of our 150 million households in the US and Canada a few offices, the people living in them, their devices, and it's all privacy friendly. We have no PIR. And we do it across changing IPs, changing cookies, no cookies, maids, no mage. So this is our, if you like, our secret sauce. That's what's powering us. And actually that's what's powering many of the large companies in the space. You just don't know it because they're white labeling our technology. Here's what I heard you said. You have a dynamic graph that is changing all the time based on signals about households and individuals and is privacy safe. So let's unpack that. Okay, what is the source of the data? Like where is the graph coming from? So we have the only thing we're relying. So this is not a fingerprint. Okay, let me start. Let me start. Okay. just go straight to the source. This is not a, not fingerprint. a fingerprint. We don't we don't have any JavaScript or SDK that collects tens of you know different 
No, none of that. The only thing we look at is the IP address, user agent, and either third party cookie we made or first party mm-hmm. ID, like a first party cookie. And as I said, we're able to identify even though the IP address changed and the user agent changed. And as we know, fingerprint is something which is dead. So this is not this. We have a lot of signals. We are powering one of the top five DSPs. We're powering, and this is just an example of our time. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of signals that we're seeing. We have our own DSP, which we're using mainly for our own uh, sources. I think, Joe, how many cookie things a day do we say? Right. So I think we're doing like a billion things per day. And generally speaking, most of the data coming from partners that are pushing their data, sometimes in a log file, like RTB mm-hmm. data, sometimes billions of data points per day. And connecting all those dots together, it's actually feeding this identity engine. That's what makes it so accurate. Obviously, those are the sources. So, so, so in a sense, it's it's like a data co-op in a sense, and that your customers are providing you with bid logs and log files of the exposed advertising. So the the, the approach is they want to expand their private graphs, mm-hmm. uh, augmenting that. The public graph, which comes from uh, a network of uh, partner and using uh, a lot of public data. But once they have their own type of data, it's actually proprietary for them. And they are the only one getting it like uh, a clean, mm-hmm. a clean uh, white room or clean room. So in a sense, we're building their private graph and each one has their own unique dedicated encrypted bucket where they get the data. But it's also relying on a lot of other data points, a lot of deterministic data points, like 1.4 billion hashed email tied to one of those IDs, either cookie or made. So it's got a lot of data coming in. Right. So your partners are giving you the raw data from various sources, and then you run an algorithm on it to identify the households and users within those households. A lot households. of algorithms. A lot of algorithms. So it's actually mm-hmm. a layer of algorithms, some of them are behavioral algorithms. Actually, I like to think about ourselves as a pioneer in identity solving so many problems in the last 10 years. And combination of deterministic data with a massive stack of machine learning and AI actually composes the outcomes of very accurate deterministic data along with a lot of probabilistic data. But the end result is being able to provide such a high accuracy and what we, I don't know, we mentioned that, but we're not actually, we, we haven't explained it. The way we measure accuracy is not by saying, okay, that's my accuracy. We're actually measuring deterministically. And whenever we're doing a POC, we're telling, okay, do you have deterministic set of data? Like you have 4% of your user. Take those 4% and use it as your control group and understanding exactly the, the accuracy of the graph. Right. Okay. That, that makes sense. So when we're talking about being privacy safe and not being fingerprinting, I just kind of want to explore those things because it, it sounds a little bit like fingerprinting. Like if you're taking IP address, a bunch of other sources and turning it into an ID, you know, explain to me why that's not fingerprinting or why it is privacy safe. Because, you know, well, when you create a fingerprint, it's, think about the word. You need to, to compose different elements and create mm-hmm. a key, right? So yep. let's take, let's say I'm taking the IP, let's say, say I'm taking the user agent, cookies, anything on the web, creating a key, right? So 
the second one of those elements changes the keys broken. Mm -hmm. uh, there are companies claiming they have a contribution platform, but they claim, I, I'm quoting them, on the first 24 hours, we're going to have up to like 95%. After 24 hours, we drop to 60%. And after 72 hours, it drops to below 40. Mm -hmm. This is pure fingerprinting. If you take apart all those elements and you pile them together in a learning machine, learning to address those changes and combining deterministic data to amplify your ability, then you take a different approach without going under the hood. So for instance, I think we're one of the only one in the industry knowing to cluster first party ID. When you serve Safari, there are 50 different domains. Each one of them is unique and different from the other. And there is no nothing tying them together. There is no glue. That's what ITP is getting to the world, right? right. And our right. engine is actually doing behind the scenes this teaching and connecting them. There are a lot of mathematical there. But again, if it was fingerprinting, it was breaking after a day or two. We What's are giving attribution in... Mm -hmm. Providing a six months look back window. Think about it, six months. We're committing to six months time. Like, Ari, that's a cross changing, a, a cross change, right. changing user agent. And we check ourselves with 4 million different deterministic samples every 24 hours. This is not the truth set. 4 million different deterministic samples. So we noticed that accuracy fluctuate between 90 to 97%. Thanks for listening. To hear the complete interview, subscribe at architecture.tv.